0: Welcome to another episode of Harmony Podcast, where we look at the intricate connections between environment, lifestyle, and culture. And in today's episode, we shall be looking at the different tech solutions that are available for environmental management, and of course, sustainable environmental practice, be diving into the different technological solutions that we have in environmental management. And of course, as a professional, how he's been able to use them over the years and some of the outcomes that he's had. Welcome to this episode, Meshak.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ola It's nice to be on Harmony Podcast
0: here. Yeah,
1: it's an opportunity.
0: All right, thank you. Okay, very quickly, before we dive into the program proper, can you quickly tell us a bit of your background and what you are doing currently?
1: Um, My background is in forestry. I studied forestry and wood technology uh, from the Federal University of Technology, Akure, uh, for my bachelor's. And that was where I, of course, developed my passion for applying technology in environmental management, but mainly asking myself the question of um, if technology is a way to do things efficiently and do things in a better form, uh, how can I use it in my field and that was just it that's the question I ask myself and that sponsors the decision of what I want to do academically even uh, in the I mean in my world at large. So yeah, so that was what led me to what I did as my undergraduate project, uh, which is the length of assessment of uh, Forest to Serve using remote sensing techniques. And that has been published in Open Journal of Forestry now, and that's it. Then proceeding for my uh, master's degree at the American University of Beirut, where I studied masters, did a master's in environmental science, majoring in uh, ecosystem management. Asking myself the same question again is, what can we use technology for in in the environment and that was where uh, I worked on uh, how can we evaluate and quantify the ecosystem services uh of course the services provided by the ecosystem or Mm -hmm. services in general using um, technology where I used um, remote sensing data and other kind of data sets to tell or of course to inform uh, about what is available in our environment and suggest how to manage manage them and how to get the best benefit from them so yeah that's wow it.
0: that's 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 amazing but before before moving into the episode proper i i know you are a phd fellow in denmark can you tell us a bit of it and um probably uh, how technology how you are using technology to to drive your your research
1: okay um i'm a phd fellow at office university at uh, one of the sections called uh, landcraft that mm. is where i'm yeah that is where i'm having my phd and my research at the same time is using technology uh, to understand the impact of agriculture on the environment so mm. we're trying to look at how can a farmer i mean the the An average farmer doesn't really care about the environment, like, generically. They Mm. want production, they want yield. But in the process of doing this, there are practices that they carry out in the ecosystem, like, they carry out that destroys the ecosystem, that affects Mm. the environment. Mm. Okay. But how do we strike this balance? That's what I'm working on in my PhD. How can the farmer get high yield while still protecting the environment? So this is the question that I am using technology to answer.
0: Wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. Now, let us get started proper. Can you tell us how has technology played a role in transforming environmental management practices?
1: Yeah, with the advent of technology, it's uh, environmental management has changed completely mm. from mm. how we used to do things, from how we used to do things. I we be more efficient. Uh, before, let's say we want to, uh, let, let's use the forest as an example. Hmm. Let's say we want to do the vegetation structure and composition analysis back in the yeah. day. You're yeah. going to go to the field and collect this data, and collect this data, and collect this data, and everything like that. And it's going to be a long process before you can do such an assessment. Yeah. But today, with the advent of remote sensing technology and GIS, you can use data like the like light detection arranging, which is the LIDAR data, and you mm. can still get you know um more than 90% accuracy in your wow. assessment of that same forest. So that's just that's just a, a very simple example. Uh hmm. your forest inventory, uh taking stock of our forest, understanding deforestation and several of those things. Today we have trackers that you can use to track deforestation and many, many of such. Mm-hmm. And help us protect um, the environment even up to planning our reforestation and afforestation programs understanding where should we do reforestation programs where should we carry out afforestation programs okay, okay. where should we carry out afforestation programs mm-hmm. if it is reforestation it must be a place where we've had forest before now we are deforesting the place if it's yeah. afforestation, it could be a place where we don't have forest existing or a record of it existing over the years and we are starting a new forest mm-hmm over there. How do we know places that are okay where the soil is okay to begin such initiative? How do we know those places that are rich in nutrients that, the places that would need, the, the hot spots, of those mm. design, we can use technology to identify them. And that is what makes it fantastic. So it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: It's- yeah. Wow. And 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 um just to add to what you have said, in, in some of the episodes I've had recently, I also talked about some of the um areas where technology is playing a critical role in, in, in managing biodiversity um on the broader scale. Okay, moving on, can you tell us uh, what are some of the most exciting technology co-advancements that have uh, contributed to sustainable environmental management?
1: Yeah, one of them is the drone technology, for example, mm. which is, of making us not to rely 100% on satellite data because mm. of their spatial resolution. Okay, um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a lot. The drone technology has really changed a lot of things. We are, today, instead of relying on a satellite data, which could not give you um, a very clear image, if we have different kind of error, uh, where you have to do some level of corrections from radiometric correction, geometric corrections, and differences that you have to do. But with a drone data that it's very close to the ground. So the it's very clear, it's a better imagery. You can do more analysis and even deal with things that are minute, things that are not even forest. You can deal with grasslands easily, mm. drone data, because you have something that you, are, you, you have the control, okay? And uh, one of the things that the drone technology has done also is that it helps us to be able to do our analysis at field scale. Mm field scale uh with remote sensing data because of the resolution if you try to come down to field scale you may lose image quality but with drone data you can now come down to field scale and say okay this area of the forest this is my focus and i want to really understand what is going on here so your drone technology is really um a great technology advancement then another advancement that is really interesting is the modeling uh, mm. yeah, please to use models to, to use various models to provide the right information so far we have uh, the preliminary data available it's another thing that is really fascinating another that is really fascinating
0: yeah well this is this is amazing this is amazing Thank you for sharing some of the um, exciting technology that we have okay moving on I I want us to be a bit more practical um can you can you tell us um, some of the suce- successful case studies or let me say real world examples of um technology technology solutions being implemented and of course um I, I also want you to talk talk about some of the tech solutions you are working on maybe your recent your recent projects on 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 on, on um, using tech yeah. so uh, you can you can take the two together
1: okay thank you very much now, recently, we I came up with an initiative on, um, like, you know, what are the challenges that I faced as a student, and I mean, a forestry student, and seeing that if I, as a forestry student, is facing or faced those challenges. Then someone who is not the first student, you probably face something worse. Mm. And that is, for example, the identification of trees, which we call like taxonomy. Mm. Okay. I remember doing one of our feed works of tree identification then. I scored like one of the lowest score. And that was because um, it was a bit difficult for me to identify them. So yes. I was thinking about it that how can we make it that the identification of trees, knowing the importance of the tree, that specific tree species, it's yes. used. You know, I'm just promoting this feeling that a tree is not just standing there for its sake. It has to Uh, use it. And how an an average person know this, okay? That's why we came up with the idea of what if we change how we tag our trees? Yes, we've done tree tagging where we just tag the name on the trees and everything. You see the family name and the local name. And yes, what do I want to use the name for? What do I just want to use the local name for? I mean i need more before yeah. i can see that this tree is really useful so and it will be difficult for us to now you know paint a big placard and put all the information about the tree and when you want to update the information maybe there's a new research that is telling us about okay this tree can now be used for this let's say for example let's say they say let's say the the exudate the exudate of terminalia superba can now be the cure to hivx now be the cure to HIV for example. Yeah. Like, there's no research proving that now, but in the future, of this research has proving that. So, that means even if we have a printed paper or a placard that is telling us about the use of the tree, we have to destroy the placard and now, like, new information and, you know, it's mm. going to be stressful. So, mm. I can do it in a way that we can have dynamic information about a tree species. That's what we started uh, with one of our projects at Tech for Forest. At Tech for Forest, where we built a QR code identification system for trees. So we centered our attention on institutions in Nigeria. We started with in Nigeria, we are expanding to other institutions. We are, they will collect the data about the tree species that they have, especially the Avenue tree species, which are yeah. tree species that people walk by, people pass by them, uh, people sit under them, maybe after lectures and everything. Something that will make it interesting now, uh, of course, for people to want to know about the tree. So, the the trees will be tagged with a QR code. Okay. created from a database where we have the every necessary information about the tree, the uses, the and other information like that that will be useful for people. So hmm. if you scan it, it will take them directly into the platform where they can see the information about that tree species. And by this, we believe that we're promoting conservation because now mm-hmm. um, they say if the, how do they put something, if something, something or something is not known, abuse. Okay, if the purpose of
0: Yeah, of is not known.
1: use is inevitable. So, mm. now that people can know the purpose of that tree, they know it's used, they know that it's something valuable, mm. using the character system, they will not abuse it. They will be, they will be, you know, when they see people bringing down trees, you know, that in the environment, deforestation is happening or illegal logging and every of those things, they're going to feel like yeah you are destroying something that is important. Do you yes. see people, when they see people that are illegally extracting crude oil, it is because people attach importance to crude oil, mm. they attach importance to it as a resource. So, the same way, forest products, other non-timber forest products, timber based forest products they are all resources and we should value them and that is what we are trying to do at tech for Forest. how uh, yeah yeah that, that that's what we are trying to do
0: that's that's amazing before before we move on still on tech for forests which which is uh, your your recent innovation uh using tech for for um conservation and of course tree imp- improvement how do you think um your your Recent innovation can help people learn the more. Let's say students, researchers, even people who do not um, have a background of forestry. How do you think this can help people to learn?
1: Yeah, uh, the way to help people to learn is from the information that is provided. Yeah, mm. that's mainly. And one of the things that we want to do. To expand it is like if you're in a university or any institution, college of education. So far, it's an higher institution. The reason we focus on higher institution is because um it is not just one person that is in control of what happens in the environment. Yeah. If we deal with secondary schools or other like lower, low level institutions, somebody can just wake up and say, "Let's destroy this place and build classroom." or you know, anything can happen, but at the higher institution level, there are regulations to the things that happen in the environment over there. So that is why we majored on in higher institution. So if you attend an higher institution and you feel like you want this initiative to be brought into uh, your institution, just to contact us, our email, phone number is on techforforest.org techforforest, T-E-C-H, four, that's number four then forest f-o-r-e-s-t dot org, org so if you go there you see our contact and you can reach out if you click on um, know your trees it's called k-y-t that's the project know your trees so if you click on it you see uh, the necessary uh, contact that you can reach out to and we're going to discuss about how we can implement the same project in your school all we just need is the data from your school and we had it to our database if we already have it in our database before we update the information that we have and we provide the QR codes for you to print and tag, uh, where? to the trees on your campus. So, and that is how we can expand and provide useful information for more people.
0: Yeah. Wow, wow! I think I think this is amazing. Um, then, then, permit me to ask one more question, um, relating to that before moving on. Um, of course, you are a champion in this field because you are pre- building practical solutions and people, uh, things what people can relate to it do you Do you, uh, 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 are you open uh, to collaboration from other folks who, who might have an idea um, just let us know uh, if you can, if you are able to collaborate, maybe someone is building an idea and not too clear with it. Uh, how, how are you able to help um, younger ones who are who, who are trying to bat uh, one tech idea or the other? Yeah,
1: thank you very much for that. Now, Tech for Forest is beyond just know your trees. We have other mm-hmm. project ideas. So, uh, the main thing is Tech for Forest is an umbrella for any application of technology in. Forestry and environmental uh, science-related ideas or innovations. So that, that's it. So if you're building anything that relates to, or you have an idea of anything in environment, in the environment or environmental management, environmental science in general, that we could use technology for, you can reach out and we could discuss. And if you have something already that is working, we are always willing to collaborate with you and see how we can work together and make this. You know visions come into
0: reality wow that's amazing thank you so much for that okay um i want to to also talk about um the the future of course we are living the future now however we should also for example in 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 some years back no one uh, um of course uh, people might not have thought that okay the the AI will, will will be into, like, will be taking the place now, you understand. Looking at the future, how do you see the integration of technology and environmental management evolving in the future? How do you see this?
1: Yeah. Now, it's, um, how do I put it now? One, I would say technology has come to stay, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's only going to get better. Uh, from artificial intelligence, uh, people use chat GPT and you know something greater than chat GPT will come someday sometime somebody will work on it. Mm. like the, the main thing that's just there is now that you understand that technology has come to stay is to ask yourself question of how can I use it? Mm. What problem can I solve in if you're an environmentalist, what problem what is the potent problem that technology can solve? Even if technology is not solving it, can technology scale it? And hmm. that is why I'm going to bring some clarity. Not everybody will build technology, but everybody will use technology.
0: Hmm.
1: Not everyone will build technology, but, but
0: everyone will use it. Use
1: technology. Not even will. Everyone is using technology from your phone <laughs> and everything. <laughs> like,
0: yeah.
1: So even if you cannot build a technology, to be using, you know, whatever you do doing, the environment, either you're an advocate, you're, whatever you do and everything, you need to look at, okay, how can I use technology? And question, you're going to be getting ideas of what to do. And that that's just it. And when you get those ideas, you look out for, okay, who can collaborate with you? Who can mm. collaborate with you? And that will come into building the right network. That is what I said to me. It is building network of people that I work mm. with. Okay, in my network, I don't just have environmentalists. I have developers. I have uh, mathematicians. I have um, um, I have linguist, uh, linguists. Yeah, people yeah. study linguistics. I have you know several people. Uh, I have people study politics, uh, political science. I have people. So when I have an idea about something, I just reach out to the people in my network that you know could help in brewing. Uh, uh, I'm bringing it to life and bringing that idea to life and that's just it basically. But the thing that is there is that technology has come to stay and it will be continually useful in environmental science or forestry or anything. Any field you want to mention, there's always going to be a need. I'm projecting the future is to begin to think about now that artificial intelligence is the main thing. What can we do with artificial intelligence and forestry? For example. Can we use artificial intelligence to, you know, what can we build with artificial intelligence, such as say robotics or any of these things uh, for identifying uh, illegally logged uh, woods, that wood that people are, you know, it, it, that kind of thing. Or, okay, we're working on one with mechanical engineering department of uh, my university. Back then, I was consulting for them as the forester on the team. they are trying to build robots that could help in tree planting. Uh-huh planting on the mountains that is in those terrains that it may be difficult for humans to you know go and plant trees how can we use robots hmm. to, to do that kind of responsibility people have started using drone to plant trees like yeah. that one has been existing for more than 3-4 years where hmm. it used to say a shooting techniques, a shooting technique where they've designed the coordinate system at which the drone is going to fly and at a specific point, it's gonna shoot the um, There's a way they've developed the seed into something like an eggshell mm. that when it gets into the ground, it's gonna break and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna start germinating at some point. So there what? are ways that they are doing all these things now. So we can have reforestation at large scale, like without using a lot of human
0: resources. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's something fascinating. love that yeah wow
0: wow wow this is this is mind-blowing this is mind-blowing um before we we conclude this episode i quickly want you to talk about um maybe some of the potential challenges in 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 adopting or implementing technological solutions i i I want you to, to talk about it because i feel um uh, if we are able to know some of the challenges, then we can always navigate our ways to 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 whatever we want to do. So, what do you think could be um, could be a challenge to the implementation or let me say adoption of technology technology solutions for sustainable environmental management?
1: Okay, now the, the first thing is the skill gap. Mm. That's a big challenge. Okay, the people who are environmentalists, we don't have a lot of them that are tech savvy. really Mm. understand how to either build the technology or use the technology in a very deep way Mm. okay uh that is that that is one then of course then people who are the technology guys they can't really ideate you know um solutions to problems that are environmental related so Mm. and the way we bridge this gap is uh, you know either the environmentalist learns how to use technology or just collaborate with people. You don't have mm. to do everything. You have to, to know everything. So it's a mm. center on collaboration. Like mm. anyone that's going to survive the next 30, 40, 50 years of life mm. you need to learn how to collaborate because there's so much you don't know. There is, mm. There's so much you as an individual. No matter how wide you want to study, there are there's so much you don't know. Yeah, It's evolving daily. Like they, you can't catch up with it. You can't catch up with everything. It's impossible. So the only way would be to spread your wings by collaborating with other people who, you know, you can you can now integrate together and build something. So it is the skill gap. That, that's a big issue. Is There's skill gap. That's, that's one thing. Um, then secondly, one of the things that could be a challenge is to focus too much on the technology and not um, some part of the reality. We must always understand that no matter what you are doing, there's still a need to integrate the traditional means with the technology to have something that is very efficient, okay? I wouldn't say, um, because there's technology now, everyone is environmental science, become a technology person. And we still need people that will raise the seed, the, the seedlings in the nursery.
0: Yes, yes. We still need
1: people that, that will plant the trees. These are people that will manage them on ground. Mm-hmm. We still need these people. So we just need to see, okay, what can we use technology to solve for people at the level of even raising the seedling? How, what is the efficient way to raise seedling, you know, in a faster way? And technology is not just IT alone. It is really, um, um a way to make things efficient. Uh mm. there's the other data that's an an organization in Lebanon that is trying to see how they can use the Miyawaki method, you know, the Miyawaki method to grow trees faster. To oh. grow trees faster. We are instead of spending 30 years to have, you know, a, a forest, you can get it in less than 15 years. So, they're using the Miyawaki method. It's a Japanese, uh, it, it originated from Japan by Miyawaki. Miyawaki is the name of the person that came up with it on how we can grow trees. And, like, they started it and they are saying results in at the speed with which the seedlings are growing. So, that is also technology. So, they are doing that at their level, you know, to improve tree growth. And that is a lot. So, we need to begin to distill that thinking be you know you know beyond that level of you know that high level we need to distill it you know come down to the level of there need to be a forest for me to use technology to map a forest
0: mm.
1: it needs to exist <laughs> <laughs> even if I do my mapping and everything and I say oh carry out a forestation here carry out a forestation here we still need people to go to the field. <laughs> Yeah. Think beyond just the computer thing and begin to use, okay, this computer even, how can we use it at that level of planting to Mm. plant the right way, to improve the efficiency at that level? So it's broad and there's a lot of gap. Like there's a lot that we are yet to do in environmental sciences and forestry with technology. The opportunities, they are endless.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, okay, uh, before before I let you leave, before I let you go, can you can I have uh, your final words um, on the on the show? <laughs>
1: okay, um, it's very simple. Uh, like I've run, I run my life based on uh, a part of the scripture. I think it's uh, is it Ecclesiastes nine ten. Yeah, Ecclesiastes nine ten that says, "Whatever your hands find to do." do it with all your might for mm-hmm. the, level of the dead where you are going there's neither working nor planning nor anything that you want to measure right no knowledge no wisdom so the wisdom mm-hmm. you have the knowledge you have whatever you have now you use it. so whatever you're studying now whether you're studying forestry you're studying computer science you're studying mathematics you're studying anything okay is is as you think of everything the broader in your thinking look at technology which is the trendy thing now mm. which continue to be the trending thing okay mm. in the in the future okay is what can i do with technology with what i am doing currently with what i am studying currently or with what i've studied already and make something great out of it and make you know the world a better place and remember you don't need to solve the a global problem you can solve something at the local level and who knows it can scale to become a global solution so
0: wow 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 it can scale to to become a global solution wow that is amazing Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today on this episode of Amelie Podcast. Um, thank you for um, consolidating the previous episode on the use of um, technology um, t- in environmental management and of course in, in building um different solutions for the environment um to all our listeners i want to use this opportunity to thank you for joining us on this episode again until next time when i am going to bring you another exciting um episode <laughs> just keep listening to our many podcasts yeah thank you